Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Jerry Parson will be here in a second. And your calls, when you call us at 210-308-8867, that's 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Calvin's answering a question off the air, which reminds us, to tell you, Millburgers is open today, and there are lots of folks. It's the nursery looks beautiful today. I don't know if the wind is or the uh, humidity's down or why. It just looks real clear and super colorful. Uh, so we encourage you to come on out and uh, and visit with us. Uh, wear your mask, uh, keep your social distance. But Millburgers doing everything to ensure your safety when you get here. But uh, Calvin has already uh, gotten some stuff and. Uh, is eyeballing some more. So, all right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. And Calvin is still helping uh, this person. That'll give me a chance to remind you. Well, actually, what I can do is tell you a little bit about some of the stuff that's on sale this week at Millburgers. You can find out, too, by going to millburgernursery.com. It's Millburger. Nursery.com, and uh, you'll find all the sale items every week. Did you want, sir? Did you want to be on the air? Uh, I guess not. He's going ahead and go. All right. All right. Have a seat, sir. We're, we're on the air. We're on the air. We're on the air. Talk to you about some of the things that are on sale here at Millburgers today. Uh, we have uh, caladiums on sale, vincas, and uh, uh oh. What you got there, Billy? What's it look like? Uh-oh. Okay. Did, did you want to come on the air? Just talk right into there. Yeah. Don't pick Here, it up. Just talk you don't right have to, I got you. Go ahead and just talk. You just talk. Uh, I just have a tomato plant that uh, doesn't look good and uh, have a bunch to do. I don't want that one to spread to the others. Okay. Is this a... I don't see any spider mites. I didn't either. You don't see anything. It comes back every, every year. It's clean. Are these just the bottom leaves? Yes. But it'll start at the bottom and it'll come up. I've had it happen before. No. Uh, what you're thinking about starts at the bottom and comes up is a, a early blight or alternaria. It has a spots on the leaves. And this looks it's like a... But I, I've had it come up about three layers on a, on a plant that, that's in a container. Okay. And uh, when did, this is just on the older leaves, right? Uh, yes. On the bottom. Near the bottom, but that one came off the bottom. 
but they have already taken some off that were above it. Okay. Well, it's not a disease. And that's what I don't want it to spread to. Okay, he's showing me a picture. Are those leaves scattered all into the into the plant? In other words, are the yellow leaves scattered into the plant? No, no, they they all the way from the bottom. All the way from the bottom, but they have come up two or three layers. Okay. Tomatoes looking good. Yeah, these are actually I have a tomato. Get all this stuff. Yeah, I, I have a tomato already, or a couple of them. Yeah, there we are. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. It's a tycoon. Tycoon? Yeah. It's the first one. I'm, I'm glad we brought that back, aren't you? Yes, uh, I, like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, anyway, I'm not... I'm, uh, you could apply... Uh, I just don't believe it's a fungus. I believe it's the old leaves, older leaves. Uh, well, I, I pulled some it, off, and then that came back after the others were gone. Okay. Uh, why don't we use a, uh, a preventive fungicide? Have you got any fungicides over there? Mine's probably old, so I want to get some, some new. Okay. Uh, get some... Uh, if you can find some uh, chlorothalonol, uh, sold as a, uh, uh, it's not systemic. That's not the Dacanil, is it? Dacanil, good for you, Milton. Thank you, thank you, everybody. That's why we keep you over there. <laughs> uh, Dacanil, D-A-C-O-N-I-L, Dacanil. Dacanil. And uh, it, it, yeah, they got it in there. It's a uh, it, it, most of the time, it's a wettable fungicide. Yeah. You've got a pump of spray, don't yes. you? Okay, good. And uh, apply it every five to seven days. Okay. And all, all over the plant. Yeah. All the tomatoes and plant, peppers and plant, any plants that you might have. I have I have five in a raised bed. Okay. Right. Are they all tycoon? No, I want, but I only have three different kinds. I have a... Uh, uh, celebrity, okay, tycoon, and this year's rodeo. Okay, tomato. good uh, for you. Yeah. Okay, I, I, you you don't have a bad outbreak of uh, of uh, alternera or early blight, but uh, to give you some uh, self confidence and maybe to stop the spread of this yellowing. Uh, how are you fertilizing? Uh, I fertilize uh, with regular lawn fertilizer, 1959. Really? Yeah. In the containers? Oh no, no, on the others. Oh, oh, okay. No, no, the ones in ones in the in the raised bed. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, how often are you using that fertilizer? Uh, once every couple of weeks. There you go. That'll work. Uh, the. Um, if it was a nitrogen deficiency, if it was a nitrogen deficiency, you would see yellowing in the tops yeah. of the plant. But uh, this has got uh, 
very little signs of uh, any type of fungus disease. And we've had uh, pretty dry weather, but we've had some misty days. But uh, I would use that uh, Dacanel. Okay. And uh, it, should, it should get all right as the temperatures go up and as we get into summer. But that'll stop it from spreading. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, Billy. Hey, Billy. Yeah. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Francis is on the line. Francis, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Just fine. Yeah. How can we help you? Uh, well, I know the rules on oak wilt. Garden home, and my neighbor and I have oak trees close together. Both needing to get them trimmed, but I wanted to wait until late summer, and he has a tree trimmer pressuring him to do it now. I know we've had warm weather, but uh, what should what should we do? Uh, you want to get your trees trimmed, the oak trees trimmed now? No, no. Uh, she has. She I and the neighbor both not here. One minute. She and her neighbor I both have I trees that they need trimmed, and her neighbor is wants to do it now. She wants to. Should I be she, hearing something? Yes, yeah, you should. She wants to encourage <laughs> um, the uh, neighbor to wait until it's warmer. Okay. Well, uh, the two times to safely prune uh, oak trees is uh, in the winter, in in January, February, maybe. And also in the heat of the summer, which is well, uh, I, July. I know and that, Doctor Parsons, and I was going to do it in the winter time, but I got sick and didn't get it done then. So okay. the neighbor has his tree trimmer pressuring him and saying it's fine to do it now. And I was wanting to wait until later, you know, July or August to do it because I thought it would be safer then. So I just I yeah. know we've had warm weather now, but I you know I just thought it would be better to wait, but. Uh, it would be, be it would be better to wait, and especially if the uh, tree trimmer does not paint all wounds immediately well, he, after being after they cut. He says he'll put the paint on and all and all that, and I'm sure he probably will. But you know, I I just don't want to take any kind of chance, and I well, just thought true. it would be better. But uh, the, the option you have, either wait till July, August, or uh, or uh, make sure, make definitely sure that that uh, tree trimmer, if you decide to go ahead and do it now, paints every wound immediately after the uh, cut is made. Yeah, I, I'm... Which city are they in? Some cities have... Yeah, what city are you in? Where, where are you looking I'm in Wincrest. It just occurred to me that they may have some kind of ordinance out here about Santa not doing Wincrest. He yeah. says, she says that they may have some type of. Uh, they got an ordinance. Yeah, yeah ordinance. Uh, that, that, they, uh, I just thought about that, and I had yeah, to go. So you, yeah, give them a call. Well, it's not. It's, yeah, uh, some of them don't allow it during the right. spring, yeah. and the, all of them require the the paint. Paint, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell my neighbor that. And while I have you on the line, can I ask one more quick question? I'm wanting oh, to absolutely. plant. Oh, absolutely. 
I'm wanting to plant a floribunda rose, and I'm not particularly worried about what color it is. Do, do y'all, do either of y'all have a favorite floribunda? Not really. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know whether I don't. I don't know what category the. Uh, I like uh, John, Don Juan, but I th- it's a climber. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me get out my rose list. Well, that's Where okay. I, I I have a. That's all right. Wait a minute. I got I got them here. Uh, the ones we have here are Floribundas or uh, Angel Face or Cherish. Dancing in the Dark, Ab Tide, Gene Bolner, Iceberg, Intrigue, Julia Childs. I think that's kind of a yellow, kind of a lightly yellow one. Well, you know what? I'll just come out there soon and look at the ones there, and I can see them blooming, and then I'll just decide. Cause there I you go. No Burgers carries good roses. I know I bought my grandma's yellow from them. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for the advice. Okay, you're welcome. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Can you hear me? (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear you? I can hear hear you, but I can't hear the uh, The person on the caller. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are back at uh, Millburgers, and this is where (laughs) it's happening. I mean, we are loaded with people and loaded with beautiful plants ready for sale, and uh, people are taking advantage of this beautiful day, cool day. And, and uh, they're staying, they're staying up for the the crowd and the line lines. They're staying pretty uh, happy. I guess it's because uh, the alternative is to be. Yeah, sitting up. at home watching TV <laughs> or something, huh? And everybody's got protective gear on. And just in case, there's two officers here to enforce the protect. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you mean they'll carry you over to the corner and, and give you a talking to if you don't have protective gear on? Here's Milton back. Thanks for joining us, Milton. Sure. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you still? So, uh... Anyway, Calvin, got a, are you still able to hear or no? Ah. <laughs> Hello. So anyway, um, I can hear Jerry, but I don't know if that's just him. That's a good sign, huh? I want to mention to everybody uh, that we've got some more pictures on the uh, 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 how, how to... How to uh, uh, Harvest bluebonnet seed, and uh, we're mainly talking about the harvesting of the uh, red maroon, white, and ladybird royal bluebonnet transplant seed. And uh, our our good friend and really supporter Ray has sent more pictures, and I've added added to the uh, how to harvest the seed at this time of the year. Uh, that's uh, if you haven't heard about that, uh, we've got it on uh, topics of the month on plantanswers.com. 
on to the first topic of the month, which is red, maroon, white, ladybird, roar, blue, blue bonnet seed harvest. So uh, you can you can look at that, uh, and we talk about the we show picture. Ray sent us pictures of green seed and brown seed, and uh, uh, well, green seed, yellow seed, and brown seed. And you only want to harvest them in the yellow or then brown seed form. And um, yep. and he shows the, the dried up seed. Now the reason we're talking pushing this so hard yep. is because with the two 90 degree day temperatures we had for the last two days, uh, I would imagine that most of uh, the pods have turned uh, on your blue bonnet plant that you want to save the seed from. The pods have turned either yellow or brown, and I imagine some have popped, as we demonstrate on the, with our pictures there on the plantanswers.com. Now, what what uh, Ray added was a. Uh, uh, harvesting and drying blue bonds using the whole plant technique. Uh, Ray, Ray uh, took pictures of just taking the individual plants, but this time he's uh, said the uh, harvesting and drying blue bonnet seed using the whole plant technique. That's where you pull up the whole plant, picture one uh, on there. It says... Uh, Blue bonnets, uh, one of the plants pulls to demonstrate bag method. So he shows a paper bag with a blue, inver, inverted blue bonnet plant in the paper bag. And uh, it shows how it is. Uh, it's put in the bag loosely. Uh, you don't just jam a bunch of them in the, in the bag at once. Then he... Uh, shows a picture of the of a clo- of clothespin closing the top of the paper bag, uh, so to prevent the seeds from popping out, because they will will explode and pop out. And then uh, he shows some uh, a picture of blue bonnet seed, which were hand harvested, or put you loosely in bags. So uh, even if you hand harvest them. And they're they're yellow or brown. Uh, put them uh, put them loosely in a paper bag. Okay, you don't want to jam them down in there uh, because uh, uh, the, they have a tendency to rot. If you especially if you put the whole plant in there. All right. Two, and, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I can hear you now, Milton. And 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 believe it or not, I tried that jamming them in. The first time, of a year years ago, I, I and saw, I, lost almost half of, of my blue bonnet. Really, I, I I was with you when you did that. Yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty cool way to to go about it. It was uh, fast. Yeah, and we had the space. Yeah, and uh, I I didn't get the I didn't uh, get the report that half of the seeds were ruined because of the moisture. But, yeah. The uh, two things. Uh, 
uh, first of all, like I said, don't jam them in there. I used, I, f I figured, uh, if you use burlap bags, if you use burlap bags, we could stuff them in there. Now, like, uh, like they, uh, they don't get in, they don't get enmeshed in the bag, in the bags. Yeah, they, yeah, uh, the they rotted. Oh, they rotted. Oh yeah, because. Seems like a paper sack is a, yeah, paper a sacks uh, is better the best seal. choice. Now the the important thing we mentioned several several times. Oh, that guy just came by and made the sign of the cross, Milton. That's not good, is it? Um, but he also said he also bowed down to us. So. Oh, okay, okay. I hope, it's uh, <laughs> I hope that's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another thing is. Uh, that uh, that he he mentioned several times, and I included in the write-up, is once you get the, once you put these in the paper bag, in the in the bag, uh, keep them in as much sun as you possibly can, because I have uh, put them in pla in paper bags and plastic bags and put them in a garage, keep them dry. And uh, they never pop. They won't pop. Hmm. But if you put them in the sun, we put we put ours. We have access to a greenhouse, so we put ours in the greenhouse in open open full sun, and they pop. They all pop. Okay. But if you if you keep them uh, contained uh, without the sun on them, they they won't pop. See, but, see, but, see, it'll be dry. But you've got them in a bag, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, for some reason, unless uh -huh. they're in the sun, they don't pop. Maybe the heat on them or something. I don't Maybe know. Maybe so. Um, out there, and the, they're they're bringing. Uh, there's a lot of customers here. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they're bringing in uh, new supplies all along. I, I was, I just when I got here, I was looking for moss roses. Well, of course. Now there's there's moss roses out there. Also, they're bringing in looks like uh, pintas over there and uh, lots of vincas, Jerry. Lots of vincas. Yeah, there. they uh, they got and they got the vincas uh, on sale too. Uh, I saw as I was walking up from the back, I saw a lot of people with vincas in their wagon, and they got all sorts of colors. And of course, uh, the, the vinca is a good plant. Uh, bloom summer blooms in shades of pink, rose, white, and red. Excellent flower beds. You didn't mention lavender in the old days. All we had basically was yeah, lavender. Yeah, that's right. All disease-resistant Cora series, so they carry the most disease-resistant variety. But they leave out the most important. Deer of the of the of vodka. Deer proof. Deer proof. Well, you think we've we, never seen. Should we well, say that? I, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, one time, and then one guy called in. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's it's a, very it's, seldom. Yeah, it's unusual. If at all, that will deer eat vinca. And uh, vinca planted now will go all the way through till the first hard frost of uh, a winter. Yeah, and generally they'll be bloom constant. Oh, yeah, they're constant bloom. And then there, it's another another thing. 
The deer don't like them, but the butterflies certainly do. Oh, yeah. But it's a good good uh, hey ne- guys, nectar plant. What? We need to take a break. Give yes. me a break, man. We're going to give you a break, but keep those specials by because we're going to talk about that when we come back. Okay. Uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. I want to give you the number for Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, which is 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. And I... I asked Spider-Man to call us today. He's very busy, but hopefully he will. Uh, but what I wanted to bring up was what Spider-Man said, and that is that he's getting a lot of calls with people who are noticing either symptoms of termite damage or they're noticing the termites and they want somebody to come and take a look at it. This is what Spider-Man does uh, really well is termite and pest control. He's one of the best in San Antonio. And other pest control companies uh, even use him and use his advice because he's been doing this since 1976. Uh, have him come look at your situation. Uh, he'll kind of give you the overview, tell you what's going on. Uh, they've got certified entomologists on staff, so you're getting the right opinion. Uh, and then you're getting a great treatment idea, too, from Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. 3721 and go will give you more information go spidermanpest.com we're going to take a break while we do you give us a call at 210-308-8867 we've got more of millburgers gardening south texas coming up live from millburgers landscape nursery at 1604 on bulverde road on 9 30 a.m the answer Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And I want to tell you a little story that exemplifies why Millburgers is different. I had a friend who had a plant that he had cared for and was doing a poor job of it. It was a plant that belonged to his mother, so it had sentimental value to him, and he wanted to keep it alive. He went to Millburgers and talked to the one of many of the plant professionals there and got great advice. And she encouraged him to come back in about a week and tell him how it was going. And he did. And the advice was good and the plant was doing better. He not only felt like he just got great advice, he felt like somebody cared about his success. That's the difference at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. They care about your success. They not only want you to be a customer time and time again, they want you to be successful and have a great gardening experience. That's the difference at Millburgers. You'll find out more about Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. You'll find all the specials and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And uh, let's say about some of the things that are on special. Uh, Jerry talked about the Vincas, uh, 88 cents in each in the four-inch pot. Caladiums are on sale in the six-inch pot for just $4.88. Uh, Boston Ferns, they've been on sale for uh, a number of weeks, and they uh, have new shipments that keep coming in. Um, Mexican well, Heather. What if they go have any Texas fern? Or San Antonio fern. Is there a San Antonio fern? No. Okay, then probably the answer is no. That's Boston. Why did they name that Boston fern? Maybe it came from Boston. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. Bougainvillea. We need a San Antonio Bougainvillea. Did you mention uh, Mexican heather? I, I briefly did. And I smelled the Confederate jasmine as I was walking up. 
I mean, you could, couldn't walk up from the back without getting a, an abundance of fragrance from the Confederate jasmine. They're in solid, full bloom now. Star jasmine, they are, they are also called. And they, they got little poles. Uh, they, they're running up trellises and poles. I bet if you planted that by a fence, you know, plant, planted it close to, a, say, a chain-link fence, it'd cover that chain-link fence. I used to have some in my backyard that uh, is covered. I've got one left, and they just covered that back back fence, well, chain-link fence. They have a tendency, and, they, don't, they don't really get climate, they kind of lean against it. Yeah, they, like Carol, they Carol, get up it. Carolina jasmine does the same thing. Mine, mine got so big, uh, it actually got too big. It climbed the fence and, uh, well, yeah, for a, few, over. for a very few years, it was about the way we wanted it. Yeah. But after that, without trimming, that sucker got uh, got over the chain leaf. Yeah, well, mine Mine would go up over the fence, and then the next thing I'd know, there'd be a north wind. Yeah. And uh, it'd be laying on the other yeah. side there. Then, then it got difficult, more difficult to manage. Leans over. But it is fragrant in the spring. Yeah, it's a nice Wonderful. One. And the deer don't eat it. They don't. Good. Not in my, yeah, they didn't uh-huh, eat it in good. Our, our neighborhood. Star jasmine or confederate jasmine? You know why they call it confederate jasmine? I do not. Why? I don't either. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think it came. It's it's known for its uh, it's a southern southern plant. Oh. And uh, I know they call the Confederate rose uh, that because they brought them all in through New Orleans through it, Louisiana. Oh wow. Okay. Is it a real jasmine? Yeah. Okay. Jasmine. Um, so Dennis, we need your research on this. Oh, yeah. we got we got a good question for Marge on the line. Hang on a second. Okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Marge, welcome to Millburgers Garden, South Texas. Hey, what's going on? Remember me from Northside. Okay. Yeah, we did all your classes for you many years ago, and you're still act. You're still going strong there. That's great. Oh, good. Well, thank you. See, you, you did a yeah, you did a I, good job. Yeah, I had a question for either uh, Jerry or Cal about my Mexican petunias. Uh, they've done really well. I have them in a nice sunny spot in my front yard, and I get lots of morning sun. But this year, for the first time, they've gotten white spots all over them. And I'm wondering. I looked. I looked on the web, and I didn't see anything about how to uh, treat that. Are they are they uh, s- the small ones or the the b- big no, tall ones? Well, they they are very aggressive. I've got them in a pretty contained <laughs> area so they don't grow, but they're they're big. They're good. They're good the size. tall ones. Yeah. And the, and the, they've got white white spots on the leaves. Yeah, all over them, and I, I cut it way back today, and uh, I noticed even the new ones coming out have white white there. It's like somebody threw paint on them, on the leaves. Hmm. On top, just on top of the leaves or tops or yeah. on the bottoms? or. No, just on the top, on the top, all over. They look real, 
I came out. It's, well, I've been it's been that way for a while. I just got out today to cut them all back. And uh, it's all over. And even on the young ones, I thought, well, maybe if I cut them way back, it'll come out without that. that. But even the young growth has the white. It, it looks like somebody just sprayed paint all over the leaves. Crazy. White paint. Hmm. Um, uh, did it, can you rub it off? No. You can't rub it off. Um, no, it's like they're, they came, they, they're growing out with that on it. Okay. Is there any any browning any browning of foliage? No. Or around, all, around the. No, not getting as many blooms up until this this season. I've had beautiful blooms all summer long. They've been it was a great it was a great plant. I got it at Millburgers. I was, I was, I I was trying, just trying to figure out if it was more likely a, a fungus or a, one of the uh, sucking insects. But yeah, that, that's why I asked her if she could rub it off. Yeah. I, I, no, it must um, uh, And then I asked about the browning of the leaves because I thought if, the, if it was a mildew kind of thing that you'd get some uh, response like browning of the leaves. You would get a response too, in terms of no less blooms. Nice green the, leaves. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I cut it back. You know, after the blooms, I cut it back for winter, and then it just came out with with all these uh, all this white. Uh, it's not like spots. It's kind of some of it's drawn out on the leaf, and uh, it's like somebody just came along and painted the leaves with little tiny white paint. <laughs> hmm. Can you? I can, uh, I can. I can send you. Uh, I cut them all back, but I can send you something online if you want me to. Let's yeah. try. Let's try take, that. I can take a San, picture. San, since we're know. obviously, all right. I see wanna... Jerry's look is the same as mine. <laughs> we are, aren't drawing any conclusions <laughs> from that. So we, yeah, go ahead and try that. Do you want to send it to Milton M I L T O N at K L U P dot com? Okay, I'll take a picture and I'll send it, and then sometime maybe you can answer me. I'll give you my email. Sounds good. I'll forward it on to the guys, okay. and maybe we'll, if we get it soon enough, well, maybe we can you. look at it today. Thank you. No, for no, the, no, the, none, of the plant, none of the plants are dying, are they? No, no. No, it's all by itself. I've got a, a boxwood hedge that's nearby it, it in the front. But it's in a little corner there, right by our garage, and it's uh, it's in a good. It was in a good spot. I had, I've had it now for about three or four years, and this is the only year that I've even found anything like that. So, well, well the good news. The well, may, maybe it's good news. <laughs> it's, it's generally the pretty <laughs> invincible plant. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so. that's what that's what I've read but, about, and I thought I may have to dig it up. I think I, I, because. Wait a minute. The small, you may have a rare, little, you may have a rare and unusual plant there. <laughs> well, uh, it'll be something you can think about forever to see what. There you on. go. Okay, thank you, <laughs> thank ma'am. You. We'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Marge. Bye bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Are you were talking about the Mexican heather that we had on sale? Yeah, uh, that's always a popular plant with people. Oh yeah, I know. Ne- I never, we never did promote it or anything because uh, 
it's always been popular with people. And uh, the, I think they, they've come up with some different colors of Mexican hat. White, I think, I think they came up with a white for sure. But uh, the blooms are small, but they're... they're they kind of cover the plant. pretty foliage. Yeah. And it's and a, a disciplined plant. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a plant you can plant a lot of them together and have this kind of uniform look. Oh, and they they do really well in in rows, kind of borders too. Yeah, this says that uh, that it's a perennial here in San Antonio during average winters, whatever that might be. Now nowadays, <clears throat> the modern with glo- the global warming, it's probably more likely to make it through the oh yeah the winter. Um, it's al- it's also a plant that's kind of popular with the pollinators. Yeah, the bees with like the it. what? The bees and the butterflies. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, really bees like especially. Really like it. So, yeah, it is. It's kind of a good plant. It's, uh, it doesn't take over. How tall, Jerry? 14 inches? Yeah. And they spread. You know, they spread out. They're big, pretty plant. Uh, you know, Milton mentioned, uh, why don't we have a San Antonio Bougainvillea? Yeah, do we? I played around with that idea several times, but uh, how's that working out for you? Well, it's not. Oh no. <laughs> the uh, yeah. they, the the grower, the commercial producers of bougainvilleas, uh, stick with uh, stick with three or four varieties that they've identified, and uh, like Calvin getting ready to say. Uh, we used to depend on Phil Hovey uh, for Bougainville advice, and uh, and he gives some recommendation on an article written by Phil and a picture of he and his wife on PlantAnswers.com. It's it's housed under Bougainvilleas, which is under flowers, and. Uh, you can open that up and see the ones that uh, he recommended all the time. And also see pictures of he and his lovely wife. And uh, the, minute, the minute I hear his name, I think of eating lunch with Phil <laughs> and watching him with every bite. He would pop one of the the uh, little peppers. Uh, what are those peppers the called? Huh? The pekins? Pekins, yeah. Every bite of the last, oh, man, I'd have to have a little a drink of my iced tea just to w- watch him eat, the, eat all that pepper. But, yeah, he, w- he was a great great plant person. He was very prominent in the Master Gardeners and oh, uh, yeah. Men's Garden Club. So <laughs> He was a pistol. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I always encourage you to go look at deckandpatiocare.com. Uh, if you've got a, a deck that you're uh, uh, that needs help, it's an old deck. It's uh, got uh, damage to it, or it just needs to be stained, or or you've got a pebble stone driveway, or even a fence that needs uh, help, uh, because you'll see before and after pictures on deckandpatiocare.com uh, that Barry Hagendorf and his crew have put together, and uh, it's it really is amazing. One of the things that Barry says in his commercial is it really can look new again. And uh, you'll see it really can look new again. So if uh, staying at home is kind of 
brought that uh, deck to your attention and you keep saying, I'm going to do something about it, or the driveway or the fence, let's do something about it now. Call 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147 for Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. And check him out online at deckandpatiocare.com. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. Uh, we'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you a little story that exemplifies why Milberger's is different. I had a friend who had a plant that he had cared for and was doing a poor job of it. It was a plant that belonged to his mother, so it had sentimental value to him, and he wanted to keep it alive. He went to Millburgers and talked to the one of many of the plant professionals there and got great advice. And she encouraged him to come back in about a week and tell him how it was going. And he did, and the advice was good, and the plant was doing better. He not only felt like he just got great advice, he felt like somebody cared about his success. That's the difference at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. They care about your success. They not only want you to be a customer time and time again, they want you to be successful and have a great gardening experience. That's the difference at Millburgers. You'll find out more about Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. You'll find all the specials and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Okay, we were going over some of the sale items, but give us a call. We'll tell you that. We'll just take a break from those when we get a call. What you got? Well, we got we got to mention, too, that the uh, in terms of the, the – Jerry reminded us that there was a huge supply of uh, – milkweed so if you're looking for it i was uh i had written an article just recently and uh said i said i was kind of disappointed i didn't see more uh monarchs in this uh, this spring and that there were there were uh not as many monarchs and there weren't as many eggs laid but uh we had a lot we had several gardeners call us and say in fact they had the monarchs they laid their eggs and uh it was just, uh, I guess the weather uh, prevented a lot of uh, foliage growth, and that's what it's needed. Milkweed foliage is where the monarchs lay their eggs. Uh, but uh, some some butterfly gardeners went ahead and purchased some of these really nice, large tropical milkweeds uh, earlier in the spring so that they'd have the foliage there for the for in, in uh, April. This month for for the monarchs, so there were there were a number of eggs laid, but it, we've got lots of the tropical milkweed. Uh, Jerry, what else did we have? Well, we got pentas for the shade. Yep. And uh, lantana. Oh, misflower. We had. Yeah. The misflower is starting to bloom out there, in the landscapes too, and it's available. Oh, pentas. Mm-hmm. Pentas are are a good. 
butterfly nectar uh, source too. Where, and we've got going? butterfly weed. Yeah, uh, which is which is uh, which is another name for the uh, milkweed. Yeah, uh, uh, Calvin and I were talking about off the air. Uh, they got but they listed uh, it's on sale as butterfly weed. One gal one gallon uh, regularly six ninety nine Milton. Almost seven dollars. Almost seven. Practically on sale for five eighty eight. Okay. But you can get two for $10. Oh, good. Now, this particular plant, uh, they call it butterfly weed, Ascalpius, Ascalpia, Ascalpia. Kleptius. Yeah. Kravasica. Uh, has, has, uh, has a special meaning to me. Because this is the first, uh, they're, they're native, I guess they're, they're native, they're, uh, the one, the one I dug, <laughs> the first flowering plant I dug in Tennessee was this butterfly weed. Huh. Yeah, and, that could. Uh, it, it, it was growing out in the pasture, and uh, it was beautiful. I mean, I... What I, color were the flowers? Orange? Yeah. Yeah, that that was the, the what I think of as butterfly weed, the, uh, uh, the tuberosa. Yeah. yeah, Asclepius tuberosa. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I decided I was going to dig that thing and put it in the yard. Yeah, so good the luck. Cattle wouldn't wouldn't uh, knock it down. So I went out there <laughs> with a shovel, and that thing had a taproot on it. I mean, a serious taproot on it. But I I dug that dug as long as I could. And then I cut it, cut the taproot off, put it in the yard, and never missed a beat. Ah, and I'm so sure the one, a transplant. I'm sure that the one in the pasture, though, too, also came up, didn't it? Bro, yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah, that's our notorious. Uh, they're no, once they get established, that's the key, though. Uh, once they get established, they're pretty invincible, drought tolerant. They got that taproot, uh, but uh, farmers. Ranchers have been fighting with them for. Oh yeah, you can't. I, I'm sure hundreds of years of. Because <laughs> I, I notice if you just to make a test, if you're a butterfly advocate and you have some uh, friends that are uh, farmers, just mention that you're trying you're trying to raise uh, milkweed <laughs> to them. Of course, you may not. Maybe you should wait until they've had a few drinks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, because it that, it's been one of the toughest weeds. For farmers to control. Oh yeah, uh, and but now they've done a fair job of controlling it. Now we realize we need at least a minimum amount of milkweed so that the monarch butterflies have some place to lay their eggs. It's the only plant they'll lay their eggs on. They're beautiful when they bloom. Some so of them do you, you don't think this butterfly weed is the one I fooled no. with in Tennessee? No, because that that one's the tropical butterfly weed, the curvasica. Oh, okay. It's probably a, got better blooms and stuff on. Oh yeah, that's a that's a yeah that's a bigger, uh, big plant, easy easy to manage, easy to bloom. Uh, the one you were talking about, I'm sure, would probably be that tuberosa. Probably because so. that was uh, that's a native. Yeah, and uh, and they would they spread. Oh yeah, they spread uh, yeah. from seed, I guess. Seed and uh, by the roots. Because this one was right out in the middle of the pasture. I never will forget it. 
but uh, maybe this one has uh, more better flowering and uh, say it has the same tough uh, quality. This, in fact, this one, if you, if you, if you, uh, most authors say or, and uh, naturalists say, if you put put this one in the garden right next to the one we have here at Milburg, or is a tropical. The, the monarchs always pick the tropical milkweed to lay their eggs. Yeah. yeah. Now, some of the others are almost as popular. You know, there's a, a, antelope horn and, and, that, and then there's that purple one. Yeah. That uh, the common milkweed and uh, green milkweed. There, there's lots and lots of different milkweeds. I'm kind of disappointed in the picture that's on the sale item. That looks uh, mighty close to burnt orange. No, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> maybe it's, uh, they don't say it has different colors, but uh, maybe that's the only color. There's a there's a yellow or a yellow version yeah. and an orange version, yeah. The one I dug, I think, was yellow because so, it, it was pretty. Yeah, so if you're uh, looking <clears throat> for some, uh, these milkweed here, I guess you just have the buds. Uh, on the top, they're near to opening the flowers, and so they, they not only do the monarchs like them for uh, laying their eggs, but the nectar is a real popular with all butterflies and hummingbirds. And bees. And bees. Hummingbirds, too. And, of course, uh, my yard's growing real well, and they've got the uh, lawn and garden fertilizer. Oh, no. Let's see. What a minute. Oh, okay. That's the natural. They got the premium lawn and garden fertilizer, 19.59, on sale. They've also got Millburgers natural lawn and garden fertilizer with mycorrhizal. Yay, mycorrhizal <laughs> fungi. I'm not putting any more of that in my garage. Hi. Little mycorrhizal got out in my garage, and they were everywhere. You want to? Just uh, talk right and stand just, right about there. And just, you just if you want to be well, on the air, just go ahead and talk. We got you. Oh, oh okay. all right. <laughs> all right. Come on, I'll try. It. I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> um, this time, Calvin. Yeah, you pulled the Melson, Calvin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, the other thing I, I understand that there's a few roses on sale too at Millburgers. Well, now I didn't see roses. Are the are the roses out? Just in time for my article in this. Uh, yeah, no. they're not on sale. So all the, they're for sale. All the uh, old-fashioned roses and yeah, they've been on sale for the last, last couple uh, weeks. Few yeah, weeks. Yeah. And the I don't tough, see them. Tough modern roses. Yeah, Kevin had a nice article. Got a picture. Look at that. The, now, Calvin, uh, Milton. What? Here's a picture of a rose. Okay, but I can't see it because the sun it's, is... It's pretty. Okay. Turn it, turn it over, Jerry. It says, Katie Roses, oh. Katie Road Roses are not easy are not easy to use as a cut flower because the petals form a flat bloom. Instead of calling that by the real name... Oh, what's the real name again? The real name is Carefree Beauty. Oh, Pink. Uh, you, uh, he does put it in the article. I get in parentheses. Oh. <laughs> Look at it. Turn the turn the page, and then there's their 
There's a combination of two topics we've been talking about quite a bit the last few weeks. Oh, look at that. That's my picture. Texas Superstar, Grandma Yellow Roses. Yay. Are yours doing well? Surviving yeah, minimum yeah. Mine are going gangbusters. Along with the crazy Katie Road. He calls oh. it Katie Road in the second being too. Now, when you're wearing that mask, we can't see and your And Belinda's Dream. But... I, I don't understand why he keeps calling it Katie Rose. He's old school. We know that's a, a made-up name. That's a made-up name? Yeah. Oh. Because uh, they found it on Katie Road in Houston. Oh. Somebody discovered it <laughs> on uh, Katie Road in Houston, By the word, th- th- there were air quotes and, before the... And then somebody on that Yellow Rose... Discovered it. The grandma's. Yeah. <laughs> Their grandma's yard. <laughs> but then when he found out that it was actually Carefree Beauty Pink, which was is a hybrid rose, he will not let go of that Katie Road name. Some of us are just stubborn. Uh, but anyway, uh, it... These these varieties thrive despite SA heat, San Antonio heat, and uh, I think we have most of these. I, I bet I know we still them. have Grandma Yell, and uh, we did have them. Yeah, it's, it's a, got got a picture of a, of a monarch. I, a picture of a monarch on uh, Grandma Yellow. That's okay. We're going to break. So 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bullsworthy like Road on 930 AM. The Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You can call and be a part of the show as we're broadcasting from Millburgers. At 1604 and Bull Road. So I have a question for you. Okay. I want to know if I should have any hope. So, I remember last year, I guess, maybe toward the uh, middle or end of summer, my Belinda's dream went kaput. It died? It, well, yeah, it, it died and all the leaves stayed on and it looked horrible. And No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so That's we tried to pull good. it out and... And I pulled it out, and it didn't come easily, and okay. Remember oh, all that? Okay. Very dramatic. Very okay. traumatic. Uh, wait, hello, Sorry. Questions? What's that? And I think this is going to be re- this is real common. I, I'm getting emails. Uh, uh, the rescue grass and the annual bluegrass is t- turning brown in response to the heat. Hot. Yeah, heat. And so... They they recognized it as a distinct plant, and uh, they suspected that it was not worth it to 
They've either spent a lot of time pulling it out now or uh, uh, spraying it with anything because it was going to decline with the heat. But a lot of people are kind of concerned. They're thinking it's it's their San Augustine or other regular grass, and uh, they're wondering what's happening. If they fertilize, will it perk up again? Uh, now, that those particular weeds won't perk up, but you're, we're getting to the point, Jerry, I guess the... San Augustine grass, uh, this, you know, May 1st is uh, is uh, t- uh, probably the latest we want to fertilize. Well, oh, I wow. think that you no, can fertilize later if you want. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's kind of a target, a good target time. It, yeah. it won't be wasted if you fertilize on May 1st. Um, the uh, Okay, so... Uh, where it was, so I was talking about my Belinda's dream. <laughs> I'm going to shift, shifting gears back. Okay. There's now a little twig coming up that kind of maybe looks like a rose. Um, Something what? No. Looks, looks like a rose. It's a. How can you be? What would you mistake it for? Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what a young rose sapling or whatever you call something that comes oh, from the roots. Oh, it's coming up in the same spot? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it's the Belinda's dream. Is it a... I'll take a picture of is it. it is it, uh, yeah, take a picture of it. Uh, right. Is it, uh, can you see any little bitty thorns on it? Oh, I'll look and see. I haven't looked. And what, what, uh, are the leaflets, uh, do they have three or four leaflets? I better take a picture. But it does look like <laughs> rose leaves. You know, they've got that distinct Okay, look. well, then that's... Uh, that, that's a, we'll take a picture. I want I want my Belinda's dream to come back. Yeah, it will. Ooh, if if good. that's a root sprout from Belinda's dream, it'll be Belinda's dream. Okay. That'd be great. Well, yeah. We miss it. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. I've done nothing. So what did you do to, <laughs> to bring it to this state? I don't know. I just I did nothing. That's That seems to be the key. Hey, um, I sent you the woman's picture of the plant that y'all asked her to email in. So, Calvin, it's on your phone if you want to take a look at it. What uh, is it now? What's that? Remember the woman was going to email us the plant picture? Oh, yeah. She did, and I sent it to Calvin. I think that, that rare plant that's got the... Uh, we've got to come up with a name for it. I'll meet you over there. And uh, it's encouraging that the seedlings... Uh, the sprouts also has that coloration. Oh, okay. If it's if it's a sport or mutant. Are you able to see it, Calvin? <laughs> yes, he is. He's looking at his phone. I have a I have a challenge to anybody yeah. out there. Uh, if you if you look at the paper. And you see that beautiful picture of uh, Grandma's yellow rose with a with a uh, monarch butterfly on it. I would like to hear from people that have pictures of or have seen uh, monarch butterflies on roses. Oh, okay. I mean, here's the proof right, that I got right in front of you, Milton. See that one? Yeah, kind of, but it's like then the light's coming in. Okay, you want to pass it over? So if you got any pictures of butterflies on roses, oh, send them on up. That's sure pretty. Yeah. 
Now, I will tell you that, that in watching outside the other day, I did see a butterfly land briefly. I mean, ever so briefly, like it was a mistake yeah. <laughs> on the yellow rose. I think that's that's what I see all the time, too. They, It's almost like they can't believe <laughs> there's no nectar oh, there's flowers, there's no nectar, yeah. Yeah. All right, Calvin is now passing his phone to Jerry. It's, it's a little unusual, Jerry. Almost, almost looks like somebody did spray. The good news, like we said, is it's not going to be permanent damage to the Mexican petunia. Yeah. Okay, Jerry. That that could be uh, herbicide damage. Yeah, okay. it looks. You know, it looks like looks yeah. exactly like you would after you. Uh, the, what what's the herbicide we've been using for the uh, annual uh, broadleaf weeds? Yeah, weed free zone. Yeah, the, if you use the hand sprayer, that in fact. Looks a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't curl the leaves like uh, it will on tomatoes and things. But uh, that would be my guess. The, th- the only thing to do is uh, sit, to sit and watch and wait it, wait and see what yeah. happens, I think. Now, if it continues, if, I, if I'm wrong and it's not a, not a herbicide... A damage problem, uh, and that this continues up the plant. In other words, these uh, variegated leaves continue up the plant. Then that's a sport. That's a that's a mutant I, in that particular plant. You know, and I I can't imagine that anybody would have a grudge. Against the Mexican petunia. Oh no, me. And and do it, spray and spray something on it. Uh, yeah. Inadvertently or, or well, on purpose. Well, it's it's not. Uh, I mean, it's linear. The the white is a linear on the green. Yeah, it looks so, like uh, looks it, like it uh, followed the lowest point on the leaf. Kind I'm of. betting it's a sport. So uh, and it may send up. Uh, Watch it as it grows, and uh, it may send up a white leaf, you know, solid white leaf, or different amounts of that whiteness in the uh, in the leaf. And if that's the case, if it does that, uh, uh, take take that take cut take a cutting below where the where the uh, Increased white is, and root it. Just stick it in a. This is stick it in a can, and then root. This is Mexican petunia, remember? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now March and, says, and it'll be seed. interesting to see if uh, if the seed produced on this particular plant produces this type of foliage. Yeah. Now the the key there is just let's watch and see what happens. Yeah. But I, I I think you got a winner there. You may have a new new variety. All right. I would uh Marge's I would accuse Jerry of uh drinking too much, but I know he doesn't drink. No, no it's a problem. <laughs> um 
Maybe I, he's up his medication. I'm teasing him because Mexican petunia is a uh, pretty tough plant, and uh, not a lot of folks are are looking to uh, breed new sports from it. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I would I would be interested uh, I would be more interested if it was on a dwarf. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. It seems like in my back to my mind I remember that they do have a, a dwarf, Katie uh, uh, Katie uh, Realia, which is the dwarf one. Uh, it, that is variegated like that. So it may be that's the variegation on the mother. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it'll be interesting. Yeah, watch the leaves. If you don't mind, mind, it's Marge, right? Yeah, Marge. Yeah, Marge. Keep track of it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Good deal. Okay, so you eliminated the herbicide because Marge says she does not use herbicide. There you go. It's just a a sport. All right, Marge. What a sport you got over there. You're the lucky one. Yeah. And from now on, when it spreads all over the... All over that area, we can trace it back to the original. To Marge. Marge. Oh, all right. But say say the seed on it. All right. 210. It'll have a lot of seed. Yep, excuse me. 210-308-8867. Well, that's good. Marge, did you get all that? Call us back. <laughs> 210-308-8867. All right. What else you got going on over there? I was looking through uh, the newspaper today, and... Um, Neil Sperry talks about Turk's cap. Said thanks for pointing out. Uh, let's see. Thanks for pointing out the beauty and functionality of Turk's cap as a landscape flower. I have found it to be somewhat invasive. Hmm. You do need to warn people of that. And uh, Neil writes back, said, you just did. I guess I've planted mine where it could grow without bothering plants around it. But I've seen it spread a bit, as you've mentioned. Now people know. Thanks. I never thought of it as being invasive. No, it, uh, Turk's cap produces a little seed uh, in, in the fruit. The red fruit, it, comes, it has red fruit on it that has about four seed per fruit. Now, the fruit is edible. It's like, it tastes like a little apple, kind of a bland apple, but uh, the fruit are edible. But it does have seed in it. But uh, I know, I, I've I'm, had some for 30 years in the same place, and I've yeah. never seen a seedling. I know I'm always kind of... Uh, try, talking to it, trying to encourage it to fill in thicker. Right, right. Because mine, mine is in pretty deep shade. Yeah. So I've never never worried about it taking over the whole yeah, yard. Yeah, it'll, it'll grow upward. Uh, what I do with mine is cut it in, cut it in, uh, in uh, cut it by in half about ever so often to try to make it be bushier. Now we, I have one, and and our group played played around with a turk's cap that was variegated, yeah, found, we, found by Scott Ogden. But we never, just like this lady that called in on her Mexican petunia, uh, Scott found a, a variegated form of turk's cap. But the problem was, it had those white streaks in it, like she's talking about. 
But the problem of it, of it was uh, we must have fooled with that for six or eight years, and we never could get it to stabilize. In other words, you, you take cutting it off the variegated form or variegated branch and plant it, and lo and behold, you, you might have one or two come up that would be variegated, but uh, the rest of no. the rest of the sprouts that came up were green. Do you have a question? Just, right. yeah, just can, can we ask it on the air? You just got to talk. You're you're yeah, fine. Just kind of aim at the, the. What's that? Oh, oh okay. you're looking for something here. Let's see. We'll we'll get you. What are you looking for? Yeah, your your best bet. If you just go to the register or inside, they'll they'll get somebody to walk you to where everything is. But they're they're probably over there. Yeah. All righty. I didn't ask her if she had cash or not. No, well, she wasn't ready. <laughs> what was she looking for? Uh, native shrubs. Native shrubs? Half the nursery. Yeah. So uh, she's going to go find somebody to help her. Okay. Um, the <laughs> One of the best places to look for the native shrubs are at the saws uh, display area. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And... Uh, we got a Neil got a question about avocados. He does a real thorough job of answering that. Said, my wife wants me to plant an avocado tree. We have a friend in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, she raises beautiful avocados. I was under the impression that we can't grow them here in Texas because of our heat. What is your read on this whole thing? And then uh, Neil answers that Texas A&M fruit experts get the final vote. They tell us it's not the heat, but the winter cold that is the limiting factor. In other words, sometimes we have uh, extremely cold temperatures in the mid to low 20s for a long period of time, and that takes them all the way to the Mm -hmm. ground. And that's not... uh, in terms of avocado, that's not unusual for for it to be uh, injured by the the cold. Some, you know, we talk about satsumas having some uh, cold issues, but avocados have many more. I mean, much har- harder to raise avocados yeah. than than. But I don't know, Jerry. I guess are, do you think do you rate them in the same league as the Meyer lemon or avocados, or maybe a little tougher than that? Some of them. Uh. I think they're well. I think they're a little tougher than that. Just a little tougher than mm-hmm. that. Uh, they grow Neil, so. Neil says quotes uh, somebody saying, "You would want to try types of Mexican avocados that can take temperatures into the low twenties for short periods of time." So, uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure that's what all what we sell here at Milburg. Uh So we do sell avocados. Uh, they've got a Texas A&M fact sheet, avocados, uh, by fruit specialists Dr. Monty uh, Nesbitt and Larry Stein and Jim Combs. Uh, so it's available online. Uh, I think you, I think you can get to it through uh, plantanswers.com under fruit, 
and then click on avocados. So um, I, f I found, uh, or and Bre uh, uh, Neil also mentioned that uh, ingredient that we we were all looking for to c control the right. uh, disease. The uh, take-all patch. Take-all patch. It said, uh, what brand of, uh, somebody writes in, said, uh, uh, what brand of product containing azoclebovin should I buy and apply? I, now, I've, uh, I haven't asked Trace about this, which product he says. Uh, but uh, Neil says, I've always made it my policy, both in print and on my radio program, not to refer to products by specific brand names. Hmm. See that, Calvin? <laughs> it, it avoids any... Why is he throwing you under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> it avoids any appearance of conflicts of interest. However... However... <laughs> Since you ask, and since there is still, to the best of my knowledge, only one consumer product on the market, the fungicide is sold under the trade name of Scott's Disease X. EX. Now, I don't think do we sell Scott? I don't think we sell Scott's yeah. products here. It's shown excellent results in controlling take-all root rot in St. Augustine. Now, be careful on diagnosing that. Uh because the the decline that you're seeing in in the lawn right now, quite often, as we talked about earlier, it's the decline of the winter weeds, uh, <laughs> the uh, rescue grass and the annual bluegrass. It just and it's just before the San Augustine grass is gonna is gonna green up. Uh, so don't so don't overreact uh, to. Uh, because it would look that those we those winter weeds, if you mowed them, look good all winter, and then they they decline when the heat comes, just before the rest of the lawn comes back. Uh, so don't don't overreact by t treating everything unless you're sure. It's, uh, I would think it'd be. Eh, I don't know. I was going to say it'd be quite rare if you got uh, fungal disease right now, but uh, yeah. But, could be could be take all patch remnant from that lasted for months, but uh, just be just be real careful about your diagnosis. Um, in in the Neil's newsletter, he talks about some of the symptoms uh, that you can see with take all patch. Uh, yeah, somebody wrote in and said my Saint Augustine is really coming out strangely. Part is yellowed, part is green. And part is completely dead. What is it? Uh, Neil says, that's a perfect description of take-all root rot, an increasingly common fungus in St. Augustine and zoysia turf. The thing to know, things to know is, it's a cool season disease that's most prevalent in late March, April, and May. If something shows up in June or after, it's probably something else. It attacks primarily St. Augustine, but also Zoysia. 
it's much more common in areas with alkaline soils, which we have. When viewed from the side and from 20 to 25 feet away, the grass will have a diffused yellow areas, while other portion will remain green and vigorous. That's before it dies, I guess. All right, we've got to take a break. Uh, before we do, I want to tell you, you can do two fun things for yourself today without ever getting out of your car. Millburgers offers curbside service, so you can call Millburgers and uh, just do whatever you want to order, pay for it, and then drive up and pick it up. Someone else that does exactly the same is uh, the folks over at Wild Birds Unlimited. Kyle and the gang over there are experts in bringing nature to your yard, enhancing your yard. And if you've got questions, they'll answer them. Uh, if it's uh, something's not working right, they'll help you. Uh, so you can give them a call, too. Order what you want or tell them what you're looking for. If you don't know, they'll help you. And uh, they'll do curbside service, too. So without getting out of your car, you can uh, do a lot for your yard and to beautify it and to uh, beautify your home and make your living uh, space uh, that much prettier. So give Bill a call. Not Bill. Give Kyle a call. <laughs> you can call Bill, too. But Kyle a call at 4210-479-BIRD. 210-479-2473, and he'll be happy to help you, and uh, you can tell him you heard about it on the show, but uh, lots of Mother's Day gifts out there, too, that you can find at Wild Birds Unlimited. So go online and let Kyle work for you, and then you just drive by and pick it up, and you never have to get out of your car. 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you a little story that exemplifies why Millburgers is different. I had a friend who had a plant that he had cared for and was doing a poor job of it. It was a plant that belonged to his mother, so it had sentimental value to him, and he wanted to keep it alive. He went to Millburgers and talked to the one of many of the plant professionals there and got great advice. And she encouraged him to come back in about a week and tell him how it was going. And he did, and the advice was good, and the plant was doing better. He not only felt like he just got great advice, he felt like somebody cared about his success. That's the difference at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. They care about your success. They not only want you to be a customer time and time again, they want you to be successful and have a great gardening experience. That's the difference at Millburgers. You'll find out more about Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. You'll find all the specials and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Mark, did you need to talk with us about anything? Okay, well, we, we appreciate it. I need to ask Mark a question. All right, well, step up a little further. We'll still get you on mic. You don't got to. No, you're, you're a little further. A little closer. Sorry, a little closer. Sorry, a little closer. You're okay. There you go. That's perfect. Okay. What you got? Jerry, what's your question? Uh, I wanted to ask Mark uh, if he if he could only have one shade tree. One shade tree. A lot of people are buying shade trees and trees. 
Uh, let me see. O- only one. Now, Milton asked me this two weeks ago, I believe. Did yes, it? I did. Yes. Uh, when I, w- when I was, uh, uh, the Sunday I was replacing you, he asked me, only one. And I said, well, I got to do locale. Now, if I was on the north or northwest side, it would be Chinkapino. Mm-hmm. If I was on the east side or south side, it might be Burr Oak or Monterey Live Oak. Those would be my favorites. Now, what, what were you getting at? <laughs> Neil wrote an article about his favorite tree, shade tree, which was Quercus Chimardii. Oh, yes. Do we, do we have time? When's the next break? Let me, let me talk about this. <laughs> this is but, uh, Texas Red Oak. Well, well he, he doesn't call it Texas Red Oak. No. Chimardi, well, the Texas Red Oak is a lot, a lot of times uh, not put in the in the Chimardi uh, yeah. category. Because they cross pollen there. They're very promiscuous. Yeah. Uh, very promiscuous. But when I say Texas red oak, I'm talking about Spanish oak. I'm talking about the right. hill country live oak. Right. Or hill, hill country oak. And that's different. Uh, I mean, if that's you sell the lease, you would go, oh, that is classic difference. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, uh, the leaves are entirely different. I mean, as well as the acres, well, but... If you, you, know, are you telling me that if you had 50 of each, that there would be, every one of the 50 would be completely different? No, there would be a range, sir. There would be, obviously, Schumacher, obviously, Buckley Eye, yes. and, and then there would be a range on that. Because I re- always remember my, my forestry ID book, the red books, we, we call them. They had a picture of 50 leaves from one white oak <laughs> and yeah, they were all different and so uh yeah you can get a lot of a uh, lot of leaf change but i mean if you saw the classic true shimardii and the classic true buckleyi uh there'd be you, you could tell the difference right off mm-hmm. now Melanie's you're supposed to ask me what what, what would that <laughs> might be mark what would that difference would well be? that yeah I, I think if i remember right i think paul did not deal much with Shimardi. I mean, he can't. no, no, and and I I agree with 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 Paul. You know, the the the, the true Shimardis I see east of Schulenburg, not west, yeah. and they don't necessarily like our upland soils. I can go up and I see yellow red oaks and go, eh, yeah, Shimardi, yeah. Um, but there is gradations, you know, some classic. Chumardi-eyed-looking trees go... Now, what what does Millburger sell? Sorry? Red oak? Millburger sell true buckeye. True red oak. Okay. But they also have some Chumardi-eye for you. Oh, they do? Yeah. Hey, uh, Mark, while we got you here, put the headphones on. You can stay where you are. The headphones should go. Okay. But we well, got let, me, let me put the, co- uh, the, co- this the coffee. coffee over Yeah, there. we had a question. Some, okay. some, someone heard your voice and right. said, I want to ask this guy a question. James is on the line. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James, got a question for Mark? Say it quick before he yeah, runs away. Yeah, I sure do. Um, Hi, James. The, the, the Texas Super Sweet Onion Seeds. We wanted to have uh, be able to harvest the set in the first week in November. 
So when do we sow the growing beds to make that happen with that uh, super sweet? What, what are you, you, is that an onion? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. It's a, they call it a 1015 Texas super okay. sweet. Yeah. Um, so that, that, he's going back. That's my childhood back in Michigan is when I used to slip <laughs> onions. Uh, uh, but I haven't done it for a while, particularly down here in Texas. Jerry? Yeah, you're uh, you're wanting to go grow uh, little bublets or little sets to use this, this fall, right? Yeah, we want to sell them at the plant stand in Utopia and the one in, in uh, Marion. Okay. Uh, generally, they're they're short day plants, short to intermediate day plants, uh, which means that they will form bulbs from seed if you plant them in uh, in July. Versus, uh, Versus Farms used to sell fall onions. Uh, and uh, the people at A&M said it couldn't be done, but they would they would sow the seed in July, and uh, they used uh, uh, granite. They used granol, granol seed, and uh, 1015Y probably. Uh, but uh, the key to it was getting germination in. In July, when it's hot, the soil's so hot, they were direct seeding. So, uh, uh, sure enough, they would have large onions by uh, by Christmas. Yeah, we didn't want any onions. We just wanted uh, uh, bunches. Yeah, you wanted the bubbles. Now, uh, we had to use those specific varieties uh, because if we use something like Granex, which was a true short day onion, uh, they would they would all go to bubblers in July. They would they form little bubblers, and uh, we wanted them to go ahead and, and produce a large onion. So uh, what you're going to have to do with that seed is uh, so. Uh, I, I would also get some seed of uh, like uh, like uh, Granex and uh, uh, 1015Y seed and sow a sample of each one of them and see which ones form bublets by uh, by uh, September. Yeah, we don't want them in September, Jerry. We want them about the first week of November. Of November? Yeah, we want a onion plant that's big enough to put in a bunch the first week in November. Oh, you don't want bublets? Little round bublets? No, sir, we just want to have sets that we can put in a bunch and put a rubber band around uh, the first week in November. James, September 1st. Okay, yeah. thank you. All right, <laughs> there you go. Thanks, James. All right, 210-308-8867.
We have another James on the line with a Crawford reseeding lettuce question. All right. Reseeding lettuce, James. What's going on? Hey, can you hear me? No. Is this the same James? <laughs> no. no, it's another James. James oh, okay. too. Sounds <laughs> alike. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Hey, can you can you hear me? Hey, listen, my Crawford lettuce, which we really enjoyed, it's making the food pops and food red. They haven't opened yet. Uh, this is my. No, you're breaking up, James. Uh, yeah. How do I? I guess how do I save the seed? Okay. Uh, go to plantanswers.com and look up Crawford lettuce seed on the first search uh, section, and I've got pictures of uh, the different stages of the uh, of the seed collection. Uh, for you to use, uh, but if you if you don't have a, if you don't get on the internet, what you do you wait to for it have have that beautiful yellow bloom, and then that yellow bloom turn uh, falls off, and then it, there's a little pod there, a very small uh, seed pod there, dandelions uh, that could say yeah, and uh, and you wait till that pod turns brown. And pop and open into a fuzzy mass of seed. And uh, Steve Brown used to just wait till a few, and then he just pulled. Pull t- wait, wait till a few and, uh, showed the fuzzy yeah. seed. Put just put a in a big sack. Yeah. And, and then he pull out that big plant and kind of shake it, you know, when yeah. he was planting it. That and uh, once you see that fuzzy, that's a that's a seed wing, I guess you would call it. Uh, but once you see that uh, fuzzy on those pods, and you let, if you want to do it like Steve Brown, you let about uh, 50 percent of them open, continue to open, and then okay. you uh, put the whole uh, umble or uh, a whole uh, seed head seed, seed uh, structure into a paper bag, upside down in a paper bag, and just put them in some dry spot. And uh, keep them until uh, next, until uh, hmm, September, October. Okay, yeah. so, cut, so cut the whole top of the, well, I'm not to that point yet, cut the whole whole top of the plant, if you will, with the right. seed head, and right. throw that in a the, in the bag. Okay. Right. Paper bag, okay. paper bag. Paper bag, paper bag. Put them in the crisper. Yeah. Crisper in the refrigerator. And the seed, the seed is attached to that bottom of that fuzz, or that uh, that's bottom of that uh, wing, the wing. And uh, when you when you dry them, when you dry them in that sack, and shake them in that sack. You'll see the little black seed, about the size of a flea, uh, will be gathered on the on the bottom. Now, when we when we uh, send out seed, uh, I take the uh, the collected uh, seed heads, uh, flower heads, over to uh, a loan of uh, 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 wild seed farm. And they've got a machine that they put that uh, those flower heads through that uh, actually extracts the seed from the that uh, fuzz. 
Well, I, w- I always got a kick out but of it. But it doesn't matter if you put the fuzz in with the I, I, was, I, I always thought it was pretty funny when Steve Brown was like it was a fairy king that was, you know, dipping his uh, seed source or yeah. uh, just seed here and seed here. And <laughs> the king the king of the, uh, the seed, the, yeah. the lettuce seed, you know, Crawford lettuce. And the, okay. what you'll find, what you'll find is the volunteers will come up first before the ones that you planted came up, come up. Oh, well, right. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, good luck to you. Did you have good luck with that Crawford lettuce? Oh, yeah. My, my daughter and my wife, we all really like it on sandwiches, burgers, and oh, butter. Oh, Hey, one more quick one. Is a, is a real Grande gold? No more? No more. <laughs> No more. Are you, okay. Are you joining the Milton Club? To yeah, I'm upset about eat? this. Even, well, if I if could, I... even if I could find the seeds, <laughs> uh, planting them now takes six weeks before they'll produce a sellable transplant. So okay, six but weeks no one's... From now is going to be too late to too sell them. Uh, okay, so nobody's got them. They're not on the market anymore. No, no. It's okay. a shame. Uh, you know? That's a shame. Yes, it is. Yes, I agree. Okay, thanks for calling. All right, Marge is on the line at 210-308-8867. Marge is our our, uh, plant discoverer. Oh, okay. Hey, Marge. Okay, so how'd how'd we do? Hey, Gary and Cal. Hey, I think I found an answer to my problem. I I just decided I'd go on Google. I Googled it. And I came up with the uh, with the picture like the one I sent you. It's a mite called erinium. Does, does that ring a bell? A mite? Hmm, nah. It's a mite. It's a mite. And they said uh, the way to get rid of them is to spray it with mineral oil every five to seven days, and that will and, get rid of the is, mite. This is on. Uh, it's this on is the Mexican, on Mexican petunia. petunia? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's called I wouldn't it's, it's, I wouldn't fool with it. It could be a mite or it could be a um a sport like I'm talking about. Okay. So, uh, okay. Don't fool with it. And uh unless it's not even mites, try not even What if I try that mineral oil spray? Forget it. <laughs> you you're dealing with a Mexican petunia that spreads <laughs> blocks by the hour so, no 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 it's perfect it's perfect in my in my spot where i had it it didn't it didn't overgrow it just grew there and i cut it back in the okay. in the winter and then if it you, grew again you, and it, if you if you want to you can spray it with the mineral oil okay no oh neem oil Okay, neem oil, neem oil. Yeah, like uh, and, uh, like, like that. The... And if it's mites, the symptoms will disappear. Okay. If it's a, muta- if it's a mutation, the symptoms yeah. will persist. I will call you back uh, sometime this summer and let you okay. know. Okay, all right. Good. Okay. Thanks again. Okay, okay. Later. <laughs> okay. Gonna... okay bye bye. Thanks, Marge. It's gonna be fun. Bye. All right, we gotta take a break. 
210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Bye, Mark. Are you staying or you coming? No, no, no. Mark is actually why I came by, so we, we, we got Mark taken care of. Okay. <laughs> Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you a little story that exemplifies why Milberger's is different. I had a friend who had a plant that he had cared for and was doing a poor job of it. It was a plant that belonged to his mother, so it had sentimental value to him, and he wanted to keep it alive. He went to Milberger's and talked to the one of many of the plant professionals there and got great advice. And she encouraged him to come back in about a week and tell him how it was going. And he did. And the advice was good and the plant was doing better. He not only felt like he just got great advice, he felt like somebody cared about his success. That's the difference at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. They care about your success. They not only want you to be a customer time and time again, they want you to be successful and have a great gardening experience. That's the difference at Millburgers. You'll find out more about Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. You'll find all the specials and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We always take a look at the weather. Let's do that now. It's currently 78 degrees in San Antonio. 20% chance of showers today after 1 o'clock. It could happen at any moment now. <laughs> yeah. Then mostly cloudy, gradually becoming sunny with a high near 82 today. 82? Mm-hmm. Not, not bad, but then it's going to go up for the next two weeks. Yeah, sunny with a high near 85 tomorrow. Uh, lows around 61 Sunday night. High 88. See, it's creeping up. Partly sunny on Monday, high near 88, uh, low around 70 degrees. And Tuesday, boom, partly sunny, high near 92. Oh, no. Mostly sunny on Wednesday, high near 91. Oh, no. On Friday, <laughs> mostly sunny with a high near 94. We're harvesting the uh, reds. Oh, good. Oh, how on did you, Tuesday. Or can you tell us how that happened? No. Oh, 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 you said it on Tuesday you're doing it, so you can't because it hadn't happened yet. No, it hadn't happened yet. Uh, we, were, we were lucky on on the different colors. Yeah. Uh, Rob DeRosha harvested the whites. Oh, cool. And unbelievable to me, Dr. Larry Stein went out and harvested all the Ladybird Johnson Royal Blue. Way to go, Dr. Stein. And put them in a shade cloth by himself. Had a lot of plants out there. Don't mess with it. Out of Verstraten. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, Way to go, Dr. Stein. So we're going to get the the largest planting we have of the red maroon on Tuesday. No oh, good. Okay. And is that over at the thing, the place? Yeah. Okay. But uh, we're all going to wear masks. Yeah, sure. And we're going to stay further apart, far apart. Yeah. And we're going to harvest them in big sacks and then take them back to the greenhouse. That'd be neat. Make a a huge sack. I want to know if anybody listened to the uh, What's Happening in the Vegetable Garden webcam. Webinar? Webinar for April. Not me. It It was on Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, if you missed those. 
David talked about, David Rodriguez talked about the plants. And uh, on Wednesday, April 22nd, Molly Keck talked about the pest. But if you miss those two, there's one, the, one of the best ones is yet to come. And that's going to be on this coming Tuesday, the 28th, from 1 to 2 p.m. with uh, David Rodriguez, an easy and fun way to grow vitamin C. Uh, that's that's going to include satsumas and lemons and all that kind of stuff. Then on Wednesday, the 29th, from 1 to 2, a pest that reduce that vitamin C. I don't know what that's going to be. Uh, Molly Keck. Well, she'll, she'll have at least one fun insect, and that'll be the... Um, scale? No, no, that, that the scale will make... Oh, bet that'll you, be a negative that one. butterfly. Yeah, thing. the giant swallowtail is... Yeah. Uh, I'll bet she'll talk about giant swallowtail. She'll talk about scale, though. I think you're right. That's going to be one of the, yeah. the prime top... She'll probably, uh, I was thinking she might talk about stink bugs, but they don't, no. they're don't. they not a big deal on the citrus. Unless you're going to talk about tomatoes or uh, yeah, well, black, that's true. Black that's bear, vitamin blackberries. Z too. That's vitamin Z, too. They might talk about the blackberry bitter bug, Milton. Milton's an expert on it. Yeah. You need to call in and tell them your experience with the blackberry bitter bug. Traumatic horror story on the... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so if you want to tune into those, it's coming Tuesday and Wednesday from one to two p.m. Uh, go on to PlantAnswers.com. In the center uh, left of the page, of the front page that you open, will be instructions on how to get connected. All right. And you, the the key is don't don't try to get connected unless it's. 30, 30 minutes? What do y'all say? 30, 15 minutes? Before? I would say 15 minutes before. 15 minutes before the seminar, the webinar actually begins. But you can still do it once it's started. Now, you may not get in. It may be full. Well, what, what does I that? Don't know How can there, it be full? <laughs> I don't know it? if there is a full. Yeah, there is. Is there? Yeah, they, they have so many lines I'll tie up. We had that with a webinar our, our station did oh. for uh, our employees. I, the, the one I watched was had 102 Okay. And it wasn't full. All right. Uh, so, and I didn't get on until five minutes, too, and it was no problem. Okay. Good. Hey, uh, we got Sylvia. She's probably going to get the last word today at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Sylvia? Hi. How are you doing? Hi, Milton. Uh, I was going to Jerry, I have an orange tree that is, is blooming. I, I think I planted it. Uh, it was the kind that he told me about, I guess, about four months ago. I have little tiny oranges. But I was wondering, can I go and plant a second one or a pear tree, or, or is it kind of late to plant, you know, a second tree? Uh, uh, what What was the first tree you planted? An uh, orange, an orange tree. I might get a different type of orange tree, or maybe a pear. But it's too late in the season because you know it's kind of was pretty hot yesterday, so I, I don't know. No, if no, the right no, no, tree. no. Uh, the orange trees that you'll be getting now, especially from Melbourne. Uh-huh. Are in containers. They've been grown in containers. So you just take okay. a, take the root ball out of the container and plant it uh, wherever you want to plant it. 
you can play a lemon one, or... It, it, it's in the ground. No, it's in the ground, the one I got. It's in the ground, okay. and I have some little oranges. I mean, they're real tiny, but I was wondering, can I plant, if I want to plant a second one somewhere else, is it okay, or do I have yes. to wait next year? Because it's it's, it's all right? okay. No, it's okay because it's in, they're in containers. Okay. Uh, they don't, take it out they're not, the they don't affect each other. Like, like the first one? Can I put it in the ground like that first one? Yes. Well, if... Uh, if you're oh. going to get a lemon, uh, what is it, lemon? Uh, Meyer lemon. Well, I was thinking, lemon. I was, well, I was thinking either another orange tree, a different type, or maybe a, a pear tree. But I remember you said the orange trees are a lot easier and they smell better and all that, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, what what kind of orange tree did you plant? Um, that Sam, Sam Suma or Sam, you know, something like Satsuma. that. Satsuma. Remember? Yeah, that, that's Satsuma. the one that I had. Uh-huh. You know the name it of the Satsuma? I color, but I do have oranges, so I just wanted to get a different type of orange tree, you know, and plant it in a different area. But, you know, summertime is around the corner, so I don't know if it's going to be too hot for it or is it okay, no. you know, going no, to No, you're going to you're going to have to you're going to have to water it uh, at least weekly. Maybe every oh, 3 okay. days. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it. what I'm doing. That's what I'm get doing. Yeah, look for a navel orange. I don't want to get a second one and it's going to die on me. So, so every three days, just water it, right? See if you okay. can find. See if you can find a navel arm. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I, I did pretty I, good. I, I, I know. I, I know did, we have had them here, but tree. I don't know if we have any. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna just try to get a different type of orange tree. Okay. Yeah, okay. Then try thank navel. you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 All right, got about a minute and a half left. You got something you want to do real quick, or yeah. that, can we go to the bathroom? Yes, if, uh, you'd, like, if you'd like to, you can. <laughs> Again, uh, check out the uh, how to collect the blue bonnet seed uh, with pictures under the first uh, first listing on financiers dot com. We've got uh, step by step pictures. Uh, Furnished by uh, uh, Ray. Ray, yeah. And uh, it says two, two, two methods on uh, harvesting the seed. You want to harvest the seed for, when they turn from green to no sooner than they turn yellow or orange. And uh, when they turn brown, they might pop. Uh, very soon. So, if you can, let them go brown. All right. We're going to say goodbye for today. We'll be back tomorrow here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevard Road. And uh, if you're like a lot of your gardening peers, you may be here with us. So, I'll say goodbye on behalf of the docs. Thanks to Al for doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. We got some email questions. We'll get to those tomorrow uh, from uh, Ray and other folks. And that's tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer.